afternoon and good evening, ladies and gents and others. Welcome to the Completely <laughs> Fucking Clueless podcast. My name is Audrey Jean Flowers. And my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both use she, her pronouns. We do. That is what we do. <laughs> we are on the mic. <laughs> we made it. I'm going to apologize in advance for whatever my energy is this week. That's okay. We're g- going through things. We're going through things. Yes, that's what we're, we're living, laughing, and loving. We're living, laughing, and loving, and life is throwing some unexpected curveballs, which are not fun. Yeah. And that happens to people in this life. Nothing can be perfect all the time. And so we're still showing up for ourselves, which is great. I think that's the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Is that is what I'm realizing is that when you show up, even when you do not want to, even if it's like in the minorest way possible, you're still showing up. Sly. Last night I was singing Olivia this song that I made up on the spot <laughs> because they were stressed about school. And I was like, how can I help in this moment? And I was like, put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, there is a song. Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door. Musical theater people. That's not from a musical. Oh, really? It's from a movie. Oh. well, It might also just predate this movie as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely recognize that song, but I was like, (laughs) and then I'll always be like, one step at a time. Like, you know, (laughs) because it's so true. Like, I think... In life, we can look at things in such a big... I know I have the tendency to do that. And it's like, if I want to get to XYZ point, like I just think of the big thing instead of like the little little thingies. Little steps along the way. Yes. Um, I do have an update, though. Oh, slow. On the dra- my drag race watching <gasps> journey. Yeah. Because the last time we talked about it, I was like, how is Ben De La Creme yes. not winning? Spoiler. Spoiler for, for Drag Race All-Star Season 3. three. Took himself herself out of the competition. Uh-huh. Such a Ben de la Creme move. I was like the <laughs> drama. Like it, it, she was like, I've already basically won all the challenges. Like, what else do I need to be here for? <laughs> and I was like, Benzala. And just like, wait, like it's such a fucking walnut hill bitch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then Rue's face, like you could tell how pissed oh yeah she was because no one will ever forget that move no like she was like you could tell on her face she was so fucking pissed Mm -hmm. um i was shook um yeah like and i've basically watched like now i'm on the last episode and because i already know who wins i'm sort of like not watching it um but yeah i i'm not i think trixie is great but do i think she deserves to win I don't think so. I'm happy Trixie won. I think I'm happy she won because she obviously feels the need to prove herself. Yeah. And you could tell that that's bit like weighs on her whenever like she's on TV there. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And but I do kind of feel bad for like whoever was going to win that season was forever going to be tainted by. Well, would have Benda have won had she stayed on? She would have is the answer. It, at least in my opinion I think she probably would have but like the mighty can fall like she could she, have ended up not won- winning and like I do think that it's a little bit of like I get why she did what she did but I also think it's a little bit of a cop out of like 
maybe she was insecure she was like i don't know if i'm gonna win yeah or like she could fuck up and things take a turn for the worse yeah she, I, she did the move which i think is like very smart and very cool like going out while she's on top yeah no true i just yeah i think it's funny because she was like you know she's won all these challenges every week so she would constantly have to choose the uh-huh. people which is awkward particularly when you're like friends and colleagues with these people yeah, that have to like leave so basically on all stars if you don't know uh, like the two all stars of the week they lip sync for their legacy mm-hmm. and whoever wins like you choose a lips you have to choose like who out of the bottom three you think should go home and i just thought it was so funny because bendela every week would be in the situation she's like i'm just so exhausted mm-hmm. from having to choose <laughs> Sly. Sly, I know. I'm also watching season five right now with Olivia, even though we know that Jinx Monsoon wins that season. I love season. that name. Yeah. Jinx is so, is such a character. What a vibe. I know. I just love watching Drag Race. I'm very into it. I love the it. wigs and the costume and yeah. the pageantry. I don't honestly care about the behind the scenes drama, which is honestly part of the reason I don't watch it super often. Mm. Or like the few times I have, I've kind of stopped. It's because like, I don't care about the drama going behind. I want to see the fits, the makeup, the everything. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Because I know there's Untucked, which is yeah, like... Yeah, which I don't care about. No, I, I don't care about Untucked. Like the few amounts of drama that'll happen during the actual episodes i'm like yeah like let's see let's see the clothes i'm here for the performance yes yes a hundred percent a hundred percent so yeah that was my update can't believe vendela did that um wait did trixie also go to your boarding school or no 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 no. (laughs) okay because i know that she did like musical theater i mean most of them did musical theater she did get her degree in music theater but no she's from milwaukee oh Um, cool milwaukee i think milwaukee slay um i watched like all of her youtube videos oh. i probably should know where she's from oh that's fabulous but, no benda went to walnut hill oh uh, walnut hill uh. i know i feel like i'm still tired for my weekend i'm just tired so quick context update i've been home for a yeah. week um that's why this week would have been an interview we were scheduled because I, I didn't want to slash had bad reception slash uh, several other reasons yeah um but i've been home with my family um because my grandmother's not doing great and i'm really really glad that i got to be home mm-hmm. and help um but you know just like uh her health has taken a like big turn for the worse um and it's been really hard on my family and you know it, yeah there's so much to say it's it's hard yeah. and it's sad and everyone's tired and yeah yeah and that's okay and <gasps> do you want to know what, what i did find out though oh what oh my god so i was going through my grandmother's high school yearbook oh a like everyone had like the first part of like their little bio next to their photo was uh like you had to put an aspiration oh none of us knew this it had never been mentioned but like it was in her aspiration and all over like her little notes from people she wanted to be a model slay had no idea literally i'd never heard also what i found she out could was, have been she's so tall i know and she she was gorgeous um i also found out so her last name is Pert or her maiden name was purdy um yes i can't believe you didn't no know this. way um, but we found out because so it also had people's nicknames in and then also in all these notes yeah people had address nicknames so her everyone called her purdy, purdy. or purd which is what we have a friend whose last name is purdy who i went to high school with and we went to college with mm-hmm. um 
who like we we must be related in some way because that's not a common last name but i had no idea that that was my grandmother's nickname as well wow Mm -hmm. wow that's so crazy wow i'm like shook right now yeah that's so crazy but yeah again everyone like we open this episode sometimes you know things happen in life and yeah you have to adjust and that's okay so my family's working through it and we're really i'm really lucky that i was able to go home and be with them and help um and for all of y'all who have anything happening in your family right now i'm sending you all the love and hope that you can and just getting through and there's not really a solution yeah Um, be easy on yourself but yeah i just yeah i hope there's a little bit more sun in your day yeah slay uh, I can't stop saying slay after our photo shoot. I know. During basically, <laughs> y'all, during our season two photo shoot, like it was just a slay fest. Like we kept being like slay. And so now I can't stop. Like I just keep saying slay to everything. Uh, like I've moved off a period per. <laughs> like now it's slay back again. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. This weekend, I slayed too hard i slayed too close to the sun <laughs> as one would say olivia and i went out on a date our first like date kind of since we've gotten back together mm-hmm. because they've been sick for like yes. ever like olivia had covid and then was fine for a couple days and then got this really bad cold so we went to swingers which if you if you're Love. in new york you very fun have to go to swingers that's where i went on my birthday with my parents when we got stoned beforehand yes i took my dad there for christmas and then i took olivia i just love it like i it's very fun I'm i want to go and drink because last time i went yeah stoned. i'm so good at it too i got two <laughs> holes in ones i'm so good at it it was just it was interesting because when i went the first time with my dad i felt like it was a lot slower mm-hmm. but this time i felt like it was like one like over in 30 minutes it was so quick Je ne sais pas. i know and then we had gotten brunch before mm-hmm. so there was this is about my MRI. Do you think I can pick up the phone? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> we are back. So I had to take a quick phone call. Yes, y'all. I finally have scheduled my <laughs> MRI. I have been going. I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast, how I've just like had the worst back pain, yes. hip pain. Finally getting an MRI. I was on prednisone, which is a steroid for about a week. I've been taking gabapentin, which is also used for like anxiety and sleep, but it's also used for nerve pain. That's such a funny name. Gabapentin. Gabapentin. It almost sounds like if it wasn't medication, like could that kind of be a pretty name? Gabapentin. <laughs> hey, Gabba. <Yeah. laughs> gabapentin. Hey, Gab. Hey, Gabs. What's going on? Gabapentin. Welcoming to the stage, Gabapentin. It sounds like a drag a drag name. <laughs> no, stop. That would be a great drag name. Welcoming to the, yes, Gabapentin. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But yes, finally, it's scheduled. Excited. Halibat. But yes, go to Swingers, which I was on. Go to Swingers. It's super fun. Um, and there was like, I think between the hours. So basically, we ended golf like I think around like 345 like it went really quick and we actually got there a little early so we were able to go to an earlier tea time mm-hmm. and then we were like oh like I was like after we should go to Henrietta's just to like grab a casual drink um but they didn't open until six so we sat there and I was drunk like <laughs> and had like a drunk conversation for like two hours and then we went to Henrietta's and we just chilled there like it was nice like no one was there like you know people were just chilling at the bar um and I was like yeah we'll like go for an hour or two we left at like 12 iconic yeah i love it it was tough though i was like because we hadn't eaten since brunch so we got (laughs) home and i downed three mcchickens 
I I was so hungry. After our shoot last Saturday, I didn't really eat much then because I honestly felt so ill for my just eaten like chips, candy, Can't, cake, yeah. and then a bunch of Cheetos. Um, but we did a mini shoot for Valentine's Day on the Friday before that. And afterwards, I literally, I normally eat three tacos from this place. I ate four tacos and then got Chipotle because I was so hungry. That's crazy. I know. When you're hungry, it's like ravenous. You need it. Yeah. In your blood, in your system. I young. Do you have any clueless moments or updates you'd like to share with the class? um honestly my brain is so mush right now um so yeah i don't think i have any clueless moments i've extended oh i've officially extended my internship everyone so i will be continuing my time at this marketing agency that i've been working with oh um i am so i'm trying to find a job (laughs) um obviously uh but so there's this like six months like semi-permanent temping job that i this uh agency i've been working with um that they emailed me about being like they need someone to start asap and i was like oh. i could start monday and then i've just not heard back from them <laughs> and that was like <laughs> thursday um and i'm like well if you need asap uh we're past we're pay asap so i don't know um what is temping there's a huge range it's like temporary positions at various things tends to be in offices or whatnot. oh oh i don't know why i thought temping was writing captions for movies like the subtitles no no no. Mm. not even a little Mm. sarah i don't know somebody i guess somebody was using like or talking about uh you know, we don't need to go down that. We don't need to go down that that road of stupidity. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I read a lot of books while I was. Uh, oh, my sister got my mom and I into these series she's read before. The, one of them is a series that like I've known about for a while. It's been very popular on TikTok, and I know that I would like it. And our friend um, even was like, "You need to read it." Mm. It's called a court of thorn and roses and i read Mm. uh the first three books in like a day and a half oh cool um wow a day and a half i still haven't made it past like chapter one of that book i said i started like how many weeks ago the like first full day i was there we were all really in a reading thing and so basically besides when we were helping out with our grandmother we all just uh ignored humanity and just read yeah that's a good way to escape life yeah so and then I just uh, couldn't really sleep. So instead, I just read. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Better than scrolling TikTok. Yeah. We don't really, again, get very good reception there. Right. I know. Um, yes. I forgot about that. So uh, not a lot of scrolling TikTok. Um, yeah. Yeah. Life. Love. I'm turning 25 pretty soon. I know. Crazy. Crazy. Season two is coming. Oh, update for the schedule, y'all, as we are navigating things. So next week, we are actually not going to be having an episode. Yeah. So after this episode, the next next episode will be season two. The next time you'll hear us is the first episode of season two. Uh, so exciting um we're actually gonna record video and audio yes. for that one of just us because it's special <laughs> um yeah we're excited for season two we have some pretty cool guests that are already lined up um asmr I'm doing little nail asmr i don't know if you can hear that's it. like my favorite thing to do on my like tiktok vlogs that i've been making is like the like clinking on the different products i love clinking my nails and it drives my family insane okay you want to know something about my nails recently yeah. i was talking about this with olivia last night so 
I have sort of longer nails. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to use their creative imagination here and think about in a same-sex relationship. Um, okay, so I, I don't know if you know Victoria Paris. Yes, I do. Um, she's Sorry, an influencer. Took me a second. <laughs> she's bi. And she was posting, she posted recently being like, someone needs to create this. And I feel like I've seen an ad for this product at some point, but she's like, someone needs to create like a really good product for like, she was like, I love having my long nails. Yeah. And like, why don't they have like a good, like, because I need something with a cushion. No, literally I was, I was saying that. Okay. So we've used our creative imagination, everybody. Why would longer nails nails not work? Would not work. Right. But luckily, I have a partner that loves me and loves that I love my nails and they love my nails. So they (laughs) let me keep my nails. Um, However, when I go to queer spaces like Henrietta's, I'm very aware of my nails. Because like that's a huge thing that's talked about within the queer community of like... Or a lot of girls, Girl, what they'll do is they'll get like two, two short, short nails. nails. They'll get all their nails long and then it's like two short ones for creative imagination purposes. <laughs> and like, and I remember a couple, not a couple, like I think a year, yeah, a year ago, Olivia and I went out and we ended up at a drag show and the drag queen like commented on my nails and was like, y'all are definitely not having sex because look at your nails. And I just remember feeling like, so insecure about it and so it's now such a huge insecurity for mine like every whenever I'm at Henrietta's I'm so like aware of uh, people are recognizing my nails that's the thing is like people can be like whatever about your nails I'm not fucking anyone (laughs) (laughs) so I'm gonna have whatever nails I goddamn please look I am and I still have my nails and that's true love everyone but I would say someone needs to uh, come up call call Victoria Paris or whoever because she had a good idea like needs to have like secure attachment to like the wrist and like whatnot like and I was seeing all these girlies comment being like how they've gotten creative like people like stuff like cotton balls in like a glove or something to put over their wait that's hysterical (laughs) i don't do anything um (laughs) i'm such a loving and caring partner but i will say it so before and right now i have longer nails but before this i had like i think i had gotten sick and so i had to cancel my appointment and the person i see she's amazing but she's very hard to get into because like her salon is literally only her and like two other women um and so we the last time i did my nails she was like let's just do your natural nail and we gotta let it grow out and i it was so much easier to have sex because it was like (laughs) i wasn't worried about like stabbing poking yeah um and so a part of me feels like maybe after my birthday nails i may go short uh, I want you to try the two nails. I've- no, I live with my parents. If I didn't live with my parents, I would do the two short nails. I would Fair. do it once just to like for the gag and the goop of it. Maybe I'd do it for Pride Month, like for the gag Ooh. and the goop. <gasps> okay, how about we both do it for Pride Month? Okay, fine. We can both do it for Pride Month. Would I do my left or my right hand? I would do my, if you're, are you a righty? I'm a righty. Okay, then you would do your right hand. I feel like the symmetry would bother me though. No, same. <laughs> I, and the thing that I like about, my and the thing is is like my nails aren't that long like they like some yes. nails like i'm not like you know they're long but they're not like insane um but the the reason why i like my nails and specifically this almond shape is because it elongates my same. finger I, when i don't have my nails on i'm like my hands, hands look are so, so dumb they look so stubby because yeah. the last when she did my natural nails, she did like a square top and i was like oh no no, like, no. Oh, no um i know but i am secretly super insecure about my nails no i get it i feel the same way because i already because am, i already don't super read as gay and right then you see my nails. and then you're like oh 
this bitch like and i'm just like but accept like, to be me completely honest the type of person that i am like if i was going to have sex with someone it uh, the amount of time it would take probably before i'm gonna have sex with them is long enough that i would cycle out of my nails and could change them yeah i mean obviously it's a conversation that like if you have with your partner and i yeah. have said to olivia i'm like do you want me to get my nails done, like off and they love me enough to say <laughs> no <laughs> Well, regardless, I can't believe someone we've invented every fucking thing in the entire world. I know. Why hasn't nobody? Because I said that. I There's was like, a market for this. I was like, maybe I should get like, I wonder, I bet they have covers because I bet not all like queer women want to have short nails. Yes. I've seen definitely. I saw someone forever ago. I have no idea what the name brand is. I have no idea who was talking about it. But like some like shorter ones to help like slightly stipend it. Mm-hmm. But like. Uh, yeah again I wasn't until this video that I was like oh right it would need to have like an attachment so that it doesn't just like fucking come like, off slide off it reminds me I was looking at like this queer sex shop online and they have this this like dildo looking thing where you mm. put it's like a two oh, finger you put your fingers, you in. Put your yeah. fingers in it but it's like it wouldn't be this because it's like extends your fingers mm-hmm. to like you know make them longer <laughs> but um it's not like i don't think i could like do what i gotta do with that that's the thing is i think it would actually need to be like designed with a lot of thought so that it doesn't just come off and it can right. be actually used like there would need to be a strap like tighten situation to yeah make it stay on yeah and i know you're all probably just thinking get your nails cut like that's the short <laughs> that's the easier solution but i don't want to do that i don't want to do that yeah. um but yeah i've just been thinking so much about it because like the other day when you know we're out and we're drinking like i was just so self-conscious of it and i think i'm or i always like i i feel comfortable at henrietta's but i think because i'm super femme presenting Mm -hmm. i just get really insecure about like i get nervous that people are gonna think like i'm faking it or something or like why is there a fucking straight girl here get out of our fucking space (gasps) right because i know when like a straight guy walks into henrietta's i'm like what the fuck are you doing here like get out um so yeah that's my moment slay slay um should we get into it Let's fucking get into it, dude. Slay. <laughs> Slay. We're talking about therapy today. Therapizing. We've talked a lot about being in therapy on this podcast, but I saw a TikTok the other day. I, I honestly don't remember much about what it was about. <laughs> besides, this woman was just kind of like opening up about therapy and it kind of like sparked this moment of like, have we really ever gone in depth on the podcast about our journeys with therapy? And I don't think we really I don't have. Think we have. I've had a lot of therapies, therapists in my day. I haven't, which is, we're kind of the opposite. Um, So like going back to like the start of my therapy journey, I started therapy when I was about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I was in middle school. I had been struggling with a lot of anxiety at that time, but I didn't really understand because you're so young. Um, And so basically, and trigger warning right here for like self-harm and things like that, um, At the time, I was harming myself and looking back on it, I think I the reason why I did it was because in media, uh, self-harm was so glamorized as the coping mechanism for how to deal with feelings. And so I think I saw a lot of media about it. And so I was like, oh, I'm feeling this way. This is how I should deal with it. 
And I basically wrote my, I actually still have the letter. I wrote my parents this letter about like all these things I had been feeling that I was self-harming and da da da. And I was, I would, I held on to this letter until I was like brave enough to be like, I, you know, I need to go to therapy. Um, and I was on vacation with a friend at the time and she sort of like caught me self-harming and she was like, she knew I had, I had this letter too. She's like, that's it. We're calling your parents like right now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm very thankful that she made me do that because I called my parents. I read them this letter and that is when I ended up getting into therapy. Um, but I went to, I only had, I mean, I've had no four therapist um so I saw one therapist for a couple months and I didn't you know you don't click if you don't click you don't click um and then I found my therapist that I've been seeing literally since I was 12 to currently over (laughs) a decade um and yeah and that's how I started how did you start so I started when I was really young um I started I think first grade maybe okay um, so I was a real, as much as I'm an angel now, um, <laughs> I was a real problem child. Um, like genuinely, like my, I've spoken to my parents about it, um, of like, I was a pretty easy, like preteen teen, like really didn't do much. Um, but I was uh, genuinely a, a problem as a child. Like I took up a lot of space and energy and time. I had a lot of anger issues. Mm. Um, and so I started therapy in like, I think it was first grade. Um, and I also got tested. And so the first time I got tested, they said nonverbal learning disorder. Um, and like therapy when you're a kid is very different. Oh, so yeah, like- yeah. Olivia and I were talking about this because Olivia wants to go into neuropsych, which has a lot to do mm-hmm. with child therapy. Um, so like I had all these charts and stars and different rewards that I could earn. <laughs> um, and the story that I remember the most is I think the first time I was meeting with the therapist I had as a kid. <laughs> I kept telling my parents I needed to blow my nose and they were like, well, we don't have any tissue. So I blew my nose in my pants. Um, Slay. Just like all my pants. And they were like, why'd you do that? And I was like, I needed to blow my nose. Regardless, that has nothing to do with the therapy. But no, I was I was a real problem child. Like, it's weird because I can't really remember a ton of it. Um, but I was a, a terror, <laughs> like genuinely. Um, and it helped me like learn some skills for anger control um and then i got retested and they said actually it's not nonverbal learning disorder it's adhd mm. um and then a while later i got tested again and they were like actually we're not really sure just some form of neurodivergence um but no i had i had serious anger problems like i can still remember them like when i was on the older side of like I, I would just blow up at nothing and like mm. they just they didn't know what to do about it. Um and so I I went to like a child therapist for a decent amount of time and then I eventually switched to a not child therapist. Um and I went to them for a while and then I kind of stopped consistently seeing someone when I went to middle school or high school yeah um yeah and kind of went on and off until college yeah that's what happened I mean not so you know I think uh, something about therapy is it it's a journey and Mm -hmm. like there are periods in your life where you're going more and you're going less like I feel like the first few years I started therapy you know I was very regular going weekly 
And then my cousin passed away when I was 14. So obviously that, you know, you increase therapy around like these crisis moments. And then there was a period of time in, in high school where things, you know, weren't terrible. So I would go like every other week or once a month. Well, part of the reason I like somewhat stopped is partly I was at boarding school. Yeah. Um, but part of it was so the therapist that I saw that wasn't the child therapist. <laughs> and, you know, my mom, my sister both don't have an issue and they both think it's weird that I have an issue. But I think it's weird that they don't have an issue. Mm. So I started seeing her, I don't know, somewhere when I was like younger or whatever. And at points, my sister, my mom have and still do see her no which that's a big red flag everybody yeah who doesn't know a lot about therapy like it's one thing to do family therapy right that's a different Uh, thing but that wasn't what was happening and that just made me really not trust her and not no. want to go to therapy for a while it's no, like that is like the biggest no-no in therapy it's like you cannot like even my therapist won't see like like not that my Pe- friends normally know- people won't even see like someone who's been referred by them right. yeah, they'll be like you can see someone else in my practice but you can't see yeah me. like there's a lot of like and i remember one time i swear like i was pretty young and i don't super remember this but she mentioned something that my mom had said mm-hmm. in i think my mom's own session i assume yeah or like not very specific but being like yes your mother's also spoken to me about this problem and i was just like i don't trust you right right because the thing that's the whole thing about this is like why your therapist can't see any family members any friends like literally anybody you bring up in that office they cannot see because of these guidelines and like i forget what it's called hipaa violations um so if you're seeing a therapist that's also seeing other family members just like yeah so i i won't tell you what to do but I kind of stopped going to therapy for a bit. Um, probably needed to be in it, but I, I mostly started as a kid to treat these anger issues. And by right. the time I was in middle school, for the large, large part, had passed. Um, yeah, but no, I, I, I had a lot of problems as a kid. I mean, like my my niece could be a little bit of a terror and it's weird for me watching it uh, because my parents are like, oh you did that Similar. But like on a on another level like my mom is a very nice mom and loved me very much but she was like you were a very difficult child mm. but i even did back out by being not a menace in <laughs> high school I and think. think about it it's probably the therapy that like yeah. you know helped you sort through whatever emotions that you were going through as a child which is very hard you know child therapy is so interesting to me because it isn't like adult therapy, you know, uh, we have complex thoughts and feelings as adult that we talk and work through in therapy. But as a child, it's so different. Yeah. Um, because I know my therapist who I've been seeing for a very long time, she also works with children a lot as well. Um, and it is like, I'll go into her office and she has these like play things and all that stuff. But it's, it's very interesting to me. God, do you know what still makes me think of uh, therapy so much? What? So those like, white chalky lightsabers like the circle thing yes yeah 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 so the therapist that i had for a while in the middle um she had those yeah and i ate so many like to the point my mouth would fucking hurt and so they now like (laughs) make me think of like sobbing on this couch god um oh my god but yeah so yeah therapy it's weird because I don't really remember going to therapy much as a kid. Right. But like, I, who really remembers being a kid? Right. Um, right. But it was a very important 
part of your life. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because I wanted to like one of the we'll get into more lessons but I think something that really defines the beginning of my therapy experience actually is my sexuality and Mm -hmm. lying about it and so a huge thing that I always tell people especially friends of mine who are starting therapy and like are you know like nervous or whatever I'm like don't lie to your therapist but it's hard not to sometimes because like they're a person like you particularly in the beginning like they're a stranger like you don't Mm -hmm. want to admit all like your flaws and fuck up to them like right and I think as I started you know in middle school and so I think as a middle schooler like again are you going to tell my parents things like Mm -hmm. what's going to happen and whatever and so I think it took me three years to tell my therapist that like because I had referred to these you know relationships in my life that were not heterosexual like as friends and like things like that and it took me three years to finally be like this is my, not my friend. Like this is, yeah. this is what's happening. And it was so funny. Cause my therapist like was like, this makes <laughs> so much more sense now. Like all of these layers, it makes so much more sense. But, and I knew you had to like, I had to get to that yeah. point by myself, but like, and I know I was young and stuff, but I always recommend to people when they go into therapy, I'm like, I know it's so hard to be honest. But and you're not going to make progress. if No, you're not. You're not. Cause I'm like thinking about all of that time I could have spent. But having... it's really fucking hard. No, like, I... Even still to this day, like mm-hmm. it's hard admitting like your fuck ups and like, oh or gosh. even like when you're not doing well. Right. And I know for me, and and I've said I say this if you're my friend you know this I love my therapist to death I mean like literally she has been in my life for so long um and you know it's definitely start it's it's definitely becoming time that I need to find a new person um because I've been with her for so long and I think like you know, it's, it's just time. It's, it's almost been 15 years. Um, and it's really hard because, you know, you do, you form the, this bond with this person. Um, but it was funny because in in this one relationship I had later high school, early college, literally, I think it was like four years of me walking into the office (laughs) every single week and being like, I need to break up with him. And we would like get to the point where I left. I would text during the thing. We would break up. And then like it was like this <laughs> cycle. And like I was just like I cannot imagine what she was thinking at that time of me. Like every single week I'd come in and be like I need to break up with him. I break up following week all over again. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> Like literally, I'm not shitting y'all. Like it was literally wild. Like I, it, it, it was wild. And I was like, if you could get through those four years with me, you could get through anything. <laughs> it's weird. Like you let them into a very personal point of your life and it, they are a stranger. And it's weird because like, I don't know, something that I've always thought a lot about is like, I think it's complicated of like, I think they truly do care about us, but like there's also a level to which like they're being paid to care. Um, it's it's just it's a strange concept it is it's really funny and i know this is probably why i need a new therapist because i've gotten to the point where it's like can you come to my wedding like <laughs> and the th- it's interesting because like i only know very select few things about mm-hmm. my therapist like i do like she is amazing at keeping that boundary yeah. and i think it's interesting because my mom's a social worker and my therapist has told me this a couple of times like where patients will inquire about their lives. Yeah. Like my mom will be like, you know, I had a patient and 
she's like, I bet you're such a good mom and like all these things. And like, what are your children? Like all these things. And I'm like, I have never thought to like, be like, Hey, tell me about your life. I like haven't because like, that's not their job. No. Um, and like, I, I imagine that would be uncomfortable for them, but also like you have limited time. You have like 50 minutes and right. it's expensive. Like, you take your time, queen. Yeah. You take your time. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I just think that's so interesting. Um, yeah, I've been with my current therapist like a year. So basically, um, I went to that child therapist for, I don't know, a few years. Then I switched to this other person who I like kind of stopped seeing. And then my like other people in my family kind of started seeing. And so then I would kind of see again, but I just didn't like that. So I kind of didn't go to anyone. And then in college, I finally sophomore year things started really falling apart for me sophomore spring um so I started seeing a like therapist in the local um area at a yeah. practice that someone had recommended but the person I was paired with was like a student and so they were oh. finishing out their year and were gonna leave oh. and I was like <laughs> so then when I like it was time for me to go home for summer she was like so I'm not gonna be here next year and I was like well great that was feels like a huge fucking waste of time for me um, but the one big thing is, even though I, I only worked with this person for like, I don't know, maybe four months, the the big thing was um, that I'll always be very thankful for them is they were the person who finally pushed me to see or brought up or whatever that like, hey, you sound depressed. Like, yeah, what you're saying and like. I, I have a lot of family members who have struggled with depression. So like I knew what it looked like. And I think it just took someone else saying for like me to finally have to like deal with it. Right. And so that was the summer that I started working with a psychiatrist and yeah. I got on antidepressants. And so I saw someone for a while bit then, and then, um, or worked with that psychiatrist for a bit. I started seeing someone else in for the rest of college. Mm -hmm. Um, but I stopped working with her. So she was an, an older woman, like about the same age as my mom. Okay. Um, so not old. I'm not saying my mom is old. She is not old. She's a beautiful, youthful woman. Um, <laughs> But it felt like talking to my mom. And so I mm. found it really hard to be honest with her because it felt uncomfortable. Like she had kids that were like, I don't know, a little bit younger than me um, that I only knew from like her mentioning and passing, I think. Um, yeah, that it, I, yeah, it's interesting because. Yeah, I didn't like talking to my mom or telling my mom all right. the things that I fucked up or all the ways that I was an absolute mess and a disaster. Like I found mm. it really difficult to be like, not lie, but like omit things. Yeah. Yeah. I think my therapist that I've been seeing for a very long time, she is younger. Um, like I definitely started seeing her literally right when she yeah. got out of school and stuff like that, like fresh on the scene, <laughs> fresh on the therapy <laughs> scene. Um, so I think once I got over that hump with the sexuality and realized that I could tell her like, then it yeah. was like, I, I've never had an issue with it. However, I, so when I got into college, I was, you know, seeing her virtually. Mm. Um, but then I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's been over 10 years. Like, I think it's time to try and find somebody new. So I tried to find somebody new. Um, and I had gotten this recommendation um, in New York. And so I went and saw this woman. She was outrageously expensive. Like, I, I can't, like, ridiculous. Um, and just like not the best vibe or energy. And then I ended up 
after that summer was this the, was the fall that I ended up leaving school, yeah. which I think I've talked about a little bit. But basically, I my first two years of college, I was and I mean, f- for many, many years leading up to this point, I was a huge like ball of anxiety. And I feel like I was always doing the most like it was and I and I didn't realize it until like recently that in high school I was sort of doing the same behaviors to a less extreme point like I would go through these two like like a couple months of just like extreme like almost like I I don't want to say manic or mania because that wasn't what it was but it was a lot more energy and then I would burn out for a couple weeks like I wouldn't go to school but like I would like my excuse was that like I was in theater like I was you know I was still getting amazing grades I was doing all my work but I just like wouldn't go to school and then my first two years of college like my freshman year was okay and then sophomore year is when I started like having anxiety attacks basically like every single day because I was holding myself to these insanely ridiculous standards you know I think the environment was kind of tough and whatever and so basically uh summer going into junior year I kind of describe it as I like fell off the cliff and you know anxiety and depression can be a uh, uh, cyclical um and I fell into like an insane depressive episode and sort of how you're you needed somebody to say like hey I think you're depressed something very similar happened to me I my voice lessons in college were like everything to me like my teacher I just like always wanted to I like, saw my old voice teacher when I was yeah. home this past week. Uh, They're like a therapist, honestly. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Like, they are a type of therapy. Truly. I, truly. I don't know how I would have survived my four years without no, my, my voice same. teacher. He Literally. was truly... Everything. Like, my second dad. Literally. The absolute best. Yeah. And so I showed up to my lesson and I was always so prepared. And I remember literally like right before the lesson, like I knew I had all this work to do and I just like didn't do it. I was just laying in my bed and I got to the lesson. I sat down and I was about to tell her like I didn't do any of the work and I just broke down. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like, why can't I do anything? Like, why do I always want to be in bed? Like all these things. And she's like, Sarah, like, I think you may be depressed. Um, and so I ended up leaving school and taking a medical leave and I did kind of more of an extreme form of therapy called outpatient, which was an outpatient program, um, at a hospital in Connecticut called Silver Hill. And we practiced, um, I would go in three times a week and they were three hour long like sessions and you'd be with this group and you practice dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, which actually my long-term therapist, that's the type of therapy that we do. We do cognitive behavioral and dialectical behavioral, which focuses a lot on the thoughts and your behaviors and things like that. Whereas like psychodynamic therapy can be more about like looking at your childhood and the things that happened in your childhood and how they affect your present future, et cetera. There's a bunch of different types of therapies. Um, but I don't know why I got into this story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) why you took your break from school. Oh yeah. But I guess like that's another part of my therapy journey was like leaving school and doing more of like an intense form of therapy. And, um, I feel like therapy really changed for me at that point. Um, it became more about like survival in a way, because I think up until that point, 
you know, I'm not saying like my problems were mundane, but I think this was like the first point in my life that I could really like recognize because you know all these other burnout sessions were happening when I was younger and I couldn't really remember my therapist could remember and would remind me but I couldn't so I feel like this was the first time in my life where I was like I am mentally ill (laughs) (laughs) but all of this is to say um, if you do feel like you are struggling in, in in big ways, there is no shame in getting like extra help. And also to recognize like therapy is not accessible to everyone. Like, no, I, I am so lucky. That- I have good insurance and it's still very expensive. Like yeah. it is a uh, it shouldn't be, but it is a privilege that most people can't afford. Right. Um, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I know some jobs will also offer certain things. So if you are thinking about needing or wanting therapy, like check in with your, you know, HR or something, because I've had friends that were able to get certain like benefits and free therapy things through their offices. Um, and like, I know like even from when we were in school, like, uh, when I had issues in school, they would want to send you to the school therapist, but like the school didn't like have enough of like, also you were only allowed to go for like. Eight, yeah, eight my, sessions it happens, before you got kicked off. Before yeah. I was like, there's not a ton you can do in eight sessions. Right. It happens. So my mom works at a college in New York and she works in their health. I mean, their counseling center. Um, and they have an amazing like theirs yeah. is like a top notch counseling center. Like I hear about it. And like knowing my mom, I'm like, if I went to like my school counseling center and you were my therapist, like that would be incredible. But similarly, you can only keep students for about eight sessions unless they're a first generation college student or if they're in serious harm to themselves um however they they're going to school in new york city there are so many referrals that you can do and programs and stuff so while it's only eight sessions like there are so many more opportunities in elon north carolina it was a little bit different yeah i mean like if you didn't have a car i had to drive to where i went to therapy and it was one of the only people like if you didn't have a car you were just uh shit out of luck yeah when i came back from school before the pandemic hit i was doing um i i continued doing a group therapy program that was in chapel hill which is 45 minutes from where we went to school and i would have to drive there once a week to go to this to this um to this group because i still needed that support but also know like it might take a second to find the right fit like i i went to a couple other therapists for like random sessions that i didn't mention in this episode that just like weren't the right fit like the therapist who i have now i really like like she's younger she's queer like I feel really comfortable with her. I feel like she understands a lot about me. Like it it might take a couple tries to fit and that's really hard. And like, mm-hmm. it took me like six months before I got really comfortable with her. And that's also a lot like unpacking and teaching all of your baggage to someone is exhausting. No, it is. It is. It's funny because like, I feel like your first session with the new therapist or psychiatrist, whatever, it's, it's like, almost like, tell me your damage. What's your trauma. Mm-hmm. It's like, I already have it like run down in my head, like which, important milestones that I need Mm -hmm. to mention because it is a huge part of my makeup and like it's it's a lot of hard work like just going to like I've had times that I've gone to therapy but I haven't really made any progress because I like 
hadn't really decided to like you have to choose to go and like try and tackle your shit and open up about it and it's it's hard and like sometimes you're not ready for it like there was times I went to therapy and it was probably honestly just a huge waste of money um because no, yeah I I was dealing with my shit so I have talk about whatever else to avoid actually facing my problems yeah I feel like the you know right getting after getting out of treatment and like almost until like graduating like and then a couple months after graduating college like I just was not trying like no uh, they and were you giving, have to try you it's do really hard it's really hard to try but like it, it, like actually like especially yeah. like with dialectical behavioral therapy there's a lot of like tangible things that they give you like when I was in treatment they give you like a workbook all these things and I just wasn't doing the work like I wasn't and so it wasn't working because I wasn't doing the things and I also recognize that I think a huge part of the reason why I've gotten to the place where I am now at first I wasn't taking my medications regularly one so always take your meds but two like medication is a huge like for me at least and I know some people have like different opinions I am truly in belief that the reason why I can be stable is because of my medications. I think medication is so helpful and like it's it's stigmatized in a way that is very harmful. But I also think like I I think something I've struggled with is like I wanted there to just be a way to just fix it. And medication doesn't just fix it. It no. is a very helpful tool and it often can get you to a place where you can work on shit yourself. But like it is not a fix it. Like No. It is not, but it is, I think what I, when people ask me, like, I may, I do like, if they're thinking about like, Hey, me, I may need this extra step. I'm like, for me, medication gives me the stable foundation that I can then build upon even playing. Yeah. And like, I know, like I was really scared about part of the reason, like it took me so long of like, I was really struggling in college and like, I didn't see anyone until that sophomore spring was because like, I was really afraid of going on medication. Um, mm. Even though I had a lot of family and friends who had done so. And I think it was because I was like really afraid about the idea of being on forever. And like, you're not necessarily on it forever. Like some people are, but like I've known a lot of people who've gone on meds and gone off at points. Like even with me, I've gone off, I'm going back on a different medication now, but like that doesn't mean it's forever. I know a lot of people who have gone on and they go off them. And like, it's not, it's not nearly as scary as it seems it's going to be. And I know that's a lot easier said than done, but if like, it's that like that terrified me I was so petrified of going on medication and needing medication yeah I went on medication for the first time in high school I was on Prozac um and I remember being like is this gonna affect my voice (laughs) um unfortunately Prozac didn't end up working for me because I like ended up doing a gene test and Mm -hmm. I have two mutated serotonin receptors so SSRIs don't work for me which is very like great information to know um and again sort of like therapy sometimes medications will you'll need to try a couple to get to what works for you so know that like speak up if you feel like something's not working or like whatever yes and on a brief note of I think we talked on it last episode the episode before or I brought it up some episode in the last summer month. Um, <laughs> but talk to your prescriber about the side effects you're yes. having. Like one of the side, like again, as much as I didn't go off the medication because of the side effect, like a lot of people, the reason they'll go off these medications is because of sexual dysfunction. Yes. And I wasn't willing to go off it because of that, but I still didn't talk to my prescriber about it because I was too embarrassed. And like, 
this time around I'm going to. Yeah, no, it's important. And it, it like not even going to like it usually does affect you in some way, somehow sex wise. Like mine, mine is very different. I still have a high sex drive, but let's just say waters don't like liquid <laughs> liquid doesn't come easy anymore. <laughs> there is uh, no offense. There is better ways to say that. Sarah. Okay. How do <laughs> liquid doesn't come <laughs> easier? <laughs> The desert's a little drier. Okay, there we go. The desert. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to know a really funny the story? There's a literally a whole induendo to refer to this, but at like a table that was packed with people. It was our leadership week at my high school. We were all at this table sitting together in close proximity, like kind of the situation where we're all like people aren't talking over each other. We're having one conversation. Mm-hmm. My friend from across the table goes, hey, she called me Oflo because that was what people called me then. Hey, Oflo are your pubic hairs the same color as your hair? <laughs> and I was like, there's a whole, they cre- does the curtain mess. They created a whole thing so that you would have a better way to ask that. And then I had to answer in front of everyone. Kinda. <laughs> um, but I was like, they have a whole induendo to refer to this. And for some reason, does your pubic hair match your, the rest of your hair is so much worse than does the carpet match the drapes. Just thought I'd share that. That is so fucking funny. I cannot. It was here's the thing. It was mortifying, but I was also like, Chloe, you're so funny. <laughs> that was so funny for you to ask at this moment. <laughs> like, why was that on your mind? We're eating lunch. <laughs> Not pubes at lunch. Not pubes. <laughs> um, but to finish out, things that you feel like you've learned, like therapy things, like there is my biggest or like one of my biggest takeaways with therapy all these years is like when you are in a conflict or you're having like an important conversation like always using I feel statements mm-hmm. um and really putting like talking about you and the way that you are feeling instead of being like you did this and you did that and da 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 um because that can often make the person on the other end feel really defensive using the and instead of but Mm-hmm. Um, is something that I always preach. Um, it's funny because I literally took me two years to finally do it, but opposite action is that such, one's fucking hard. It is so hard, y'all. Like, let me tell you, like, it took me so long to the point where I can even recognize now that, like, okay, maybe opposite action would help. And opposite action is basically like acting opposite to the way that you feel. Yeah. Um, my biggest one, I think, especially just like I'm having a a hard time right now is like, it's okay to make things easier. Like, yeah, I, my therapist was like, if standing in the shower seems too much, just sit in the shower. And I did. And like, you can just sit in there and yeah. it's, you could still shower or like, if like making food is too much, just like, or like putting them together. I forget where I saw this. I saw someone else talking about this specifically, but my therapist and I have talked about similar things. So like if making the sandwich is too much, just like eat the ingredients, like it's okay to just like not do the full version of thing, like make it easier and do like, keep it simple. Like do the things that need to get taken care of. When things get really hard, go back to the basics Yeah, and it's okay to make it easy for yourself. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I totally agree with that because like when I was in treatment, I remember at the time feeling so like shameful about Mm -hmm. this, but literally like, I had to go back to the basics of life where it was like, okay, like today my goals are to get out of my own bed, change from my a pair of pajamas into a new pair of pajamas at the time my dog was still alive, take him on a walk, come back home, and then I would get into my parents' bed 
instead of my own bed and like mm-hmm. watch TV. And that's the thing. It's like when you are struggling like that, it's it, like you and even when you're not like struggling to that extent, but like you're just having a hard day. Like it's okay to just make things easier. Yeah, it is. It, it completely is. And I think being able something that I think therapy has given me is, is and I'm so grateful for is the ability to look to really analyze think about the way that I'm feeling my thoughts and and know how to act based on that like oh I have this amount of energy and this and I can give more today today I can't give as much because my anxiety is really bad or like xyz yeah you know yeah and I think it's taught me a lot especially with this therapist of like I I used to really struggle with showing up to sessions, particularly when I wasn't doing well um, with a lot of different therapists. And that was really hard for me. And my current therapist, like just like for the first time, like of any therapist, like just spoke to me about it and was like, if you're really like not feeling up to it, like we can do things to adjust. Like we can just do a phone call Mm -hmm. instead or like just tell me like I like I'm not going to be judgmental at all. Yeah, it does not affect my life. Like I just tell me yeah um, they want to be here you for you wherever you are exactly um and i'm not here to like punish you or be mad at you like i'm you just need to tell me and i can meet you where you're at exactly yeah i mean i'm a huge advocate of therapy i always will be um i feel very very fortunate that i had two parents that understood that i was going through a hard time and and you know when i came to them they put me in therapy um and you know I just seeing this TikTok made me want to sit down and talk about it because while I think therapy is so much more wide widely accepted these days I think it's an important reminder like normalize going to therapy mm-hmm. normalize you know taking care of yourself in that way and you know it's not taboo live laugh love live laugh love should we wrap I think we should fabulous <laughs> by the end of these episodes I really get kooky okay thank you so much for listening today everyone we hope that this therapy chat was helpful and always if you have any questions like you can always DM us we're pretty much open slide into our DMs baby slide Uh. on in Um, and we're actually going to be having a pretty cool therapist on the podcast next month so stay tuned for that subtle foreshadowing ooh ominous <laughs> Anyways, if y'all enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. And on TikTok and YouTube at completely F C K I N G clueless. Woo! Yes. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow, like all those fucking things. Send it to someone. I know we're almost at fifteen thousand followers on Instagram. So maybe uh, if we get there by season two, that'll be very fucking cool. Hot. Hot. Um, and we'll see you all not next week, but the following week, week for season two. So crazy. We can't wait to share our photos with you guys and everything. Yeah. Okay. So have an amazing couple of weeks, y'all. And don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. Fierce, baby girl. Holla back, girl. Yes. Lay per period. Give, live, love. Take your meds if you haven't today. I'm taking new meds. And there's a little bit. That's a pretty little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Mine are not that pretty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)